Well, don't despair. There is some positive news somewhere. Uh, let's see if we can find it in all of the charts that I'm going to show you and the information I'm going to give you about the markets. First and foremost, what do we have? Well, this is the currencies that money is flowing into. I've marked them in red and um, not surprisingly going to the British pound, the euro, Swiss franc, US dollar. Slightly more surprising is that there's a couple of cryptocurrencies. It's going to Zcash, which I'd never heard of. I know I must be old. Monero, which I had heard of. Bitcoin, I think I heard of once. Uh, it's been going into there. What does it tell you? Well, all the bits you already know. Will those trends continue? Uh, <laughs> we might already have peaked in those trends, but we'll have to determine that at a later date. Uh, crude oil. Levels I've not seen in the last, well, living memory. Uh, and they're actually even higher than that now. So there'll be a time to short oil. The danger is, if you believe the Russians, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. If you were to believe the Russians, it could go as high as $300. So you know one thing for sure. It's definitely not going to go to $300. Uh, probably 200 with the max. Uh, and I don't even think that'll get hit. So what we're really looking at is you know, getting at the right time to short it, maybe short it in the futures market if you're sophisticated. If you're an unsophisticated person, you might look at short exchange-traded funds. High-risk, warning. This is Anglo-American. Uh, in terms of volatility, you can see that over any 20-day period, it could go as low as 31% up to 37%. That's if it, history were to repeat itself, which it never does. But over in 250 days... Uh, it tends to be more rightward skewed, given the need for commodities and what we're seeing at the moment on the commodities markets more generally. Uh, it seems that that is a relatively, whoops, a relatively safe bet uh, in terms of statistical analysis in any event. Okay, so what's next? Ooh, Costco, I do own this, similar kind of story. And it's really that statistical deviation, the lower volatility that I've been looking for. Now, for those of you who just can't sit on your cash and are desperate to get out to Vegas, that is invest in very volatile markets on the latest fad. Well, the most sensible thing I would suggest is at least continue looking at valuation growth, cash flow, dividend yields, consistency of outperformance. And there are a few companies which meet those criteria and also tactically fit into the current macroeconomic situation. For instance, Intrepid Potash. I don't own it. Uh, I'd put a stop loss at one at the point one. Why at the point one? Well, I can put a quite tight stop loss on this one because if my thesis is correct and these are the kind of products and services needed, then surely the price shouldn't fall much. Uh, from the, and shouldn't hit that stop loss, and it's the kind of one where I, the kind of one where I'd say, look, you know, we're not going to be in this position for ten years from now. Either we'll be nuclear dust, or things will have resolved themselves. Therefore, because it's a short-term play, uh, probably look at setting a target of around of around where I've marked point two. Okay, that's if you really can't sit on your cash and you want to get into this market. All right, that's how I would analyze things. Fundamental sound and then tactically uh, a tight stop loss because you've got a certain thesis and a take profit. So there's a lot in it, but that's how I think you should analyze things. Not just randomly, I read an article or saw a tweet somewhere. Bear trajectory, territory. 
The Nasdaq Composite is now down more than 20% from its highs. There's a surprise. Well, I think the surprise is that it happened as quickly as it did, helped along, of course, uh, by the Ruskies. So that will tell you what happened there. But look at this. Whilst retail clients might be thinking about buying into the dip, in actual fact, hedge funds and professionals such as myself are looking at you know, easing off a bit. What does that mean? That means probably getting out of any positions which are fairly flat, not doing anything, or getting into uh, cash and not deploying that cash for the moment, okay? Uh, what and how are things progressing? Well, this is from April. So it's about a year. Over the past year, you can see what's accelerated ahead. Now, do you really want to try and gamble on energy continuing ahead you might you might say actually no energy would continue ahead uh, and each one of these are exchange traded fund index tracking those various sectors so you might say look Alpish, i think energy is the way to go i think real estate is uh and so on and you can see which in the near term have actually moved ahead now for me i don't look top down i look bottom up so i'll look for specific companies but tactically if those specific companies meet my criteria of value growth income cash flow consistent out performance and they happen to be in energy or they happen to be in real estate, then that is one which would give it an edge uh, in terms of me holding it. Okay, so that's how I'd look at it. This is uh, global stocks, uh, and uh, it's looking at the exchange. Sorry, it's looking at exchange traded funds uh, and their year-to-date performance. So it gives you some idea of where the money's been going. Well, inverse. And actually, it gives you some idea of just the array of exchange-traded funds which are available out there. Why am I talking about exchange-traded funds? Well, for those of you who are thinking it's a volatile environment, it's a bit risky, maybe we should have diversity through funds, then I think exchange-traded funds rather than investment trusts or fund manager funds, uh, exchange-traded funds are better because they're cheaper and they're tracking a specific index with a basket of stocks. That, if you're a bit on the risk-averse side, then that could be a way in. But there's very few of them. You've got the commodity ones. The big problem becomes... Have they peaked? Which again is why I say I am bottom up uh, in terms of investing. Now, some of you might say, "Well, should we go triple leverage on the uh, on the Nasdaq now that it's down twenty percent, and surely it's going to climb back up?" There'll come a time when I might want to look at uh, the Nasdaq index, or because I get a twenty five percent gain if it goes back up to its all time highs. Which, if it does in the next three years, I've blocked in a twenty five percent gain, or I might double leverage it, which should roughly, though there's risk involved with this, uh, give me a 50% gain if it goes back to its all-time highs in the next three years, which it should in the next three years, I would have thought. But now's not quite the time where I want to make that trade, okay, or that investment. Now, next one. Uh, here, what we've got is, whoops, move my face out of the way. Price to earnings ratios or valuations, higher the valuation, not so good. Forecasted growth. And what you're really looking for is, and you could almost do this uh, uh, by dividing one number by the other, okay, to see which one's getting ahead. You want ones with the highest forecasted growth, but with the lowest valuations, uh, ideally. So you might say to yourself, hang on, 16% uh, forecast growth, 20% multiple, or is 13 versus 16 better? Which is better? So divide one number by the other, uh, and that'll probably give you a rough and ready estimate of which one's better than the other one. So like I said, you want that to be as low as possible. You want this to be as high as possible. So were you to divide 12 and a half by 27, 
then you'll work out that how much you're basically paying for each unit of growth. Uh, but put in simple terms, uh, you really want the highest growth for the lowest multiple on this side. All right. Uh, again, I'm bottom up, so I don't really care about that so much. But were something to be in uh, in a sector with high projected growth, like consumer discretionary and low price to earnings, then I might think, oh, maybe I want to get into that. Okay, worry about financials. So that's why I like bottom up. I want to pick specific stocks, not whole swathes. This is a whole bunch of exchange traded funds uh, and my uh, breakdown of their three month performance, six month performance, their volatility, and their Sortino. And these all are the ones which I would want to pick from were I in the business of buying exchange traded funds. And you can see there's a bunch of commodity, agriculture, grains, gold ones. Why Why these? Well, first of all, they've got some momentum. They're going up. Volatility is low. It's below 10% in most cases. The Sortino, which is the volatility versus the return, uh, is well above a half. Ideally, I want it above one, but at least it's above a half. Uh, and they're all outperforming the broader market. So not too bad. And as you can see, they're near their highs, but that's neither a plus nor a negative. It all depends. So I just want to share that with you there. And here's an example, Wisdom Tree Agriculture, down for ages. And then since about July 2020, uh, has been going up. So this is not a flash in the pan for just what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. Okay, similarly, broad-based commodities. Let's just give you some examples of wheat uh, since 1919. Sorry, 2019. 2019 has been uh, uh, going up gradually and slowly there as well. So it's been a long term thing. And were that to go back up to, say, 2011 levels, just like oil has, then you'd be looking at more than doubling your money on the exchange rate fund. More broadly in equities, I think the S&P 500 is more likely to continue lower to that dotted line. What's that red dotted line? That's the two standard deviations around its long-term average. Its long-term average over the last 13 odd years is that blue line. And two standard deviations to the downside, which it sometimes hits and then bounces back off, would be that. So still a long way to go, which is why I'm you know, continuing to hold a fair bit of cash, although I've given you strategies, you know, wisdom tree, wheat, commodities, exchange traded funds, uh, uh, and specifics like potash as well. So what would be your action plan in this environment? Well, if you're risk averse, then the action would be to deploy capital, you'd wait to deploy capital, you might sell any weak losers, example, those you've held for one to 11 months and are down up to say 15%, they're weak losers, they're not really going anywhere. Uh, and hold a quality five and my quality five, you're part of my great investments program, you know what I'm talking about. And fundamentally sound companies which have fallen, you know, like PayPal, it's fundamentally sound, it's fallen more than that 15%, but it's fundamentally sound, so you probably, because you're risk averse, hold on to it rather than try and gamble in and out. If you're partially risk averse, then you again would wait to deploy capital, but probably sell weak losers and buy exchange traded funds from my approved filtered list. The why exchange traded funds, and I showed you some of those a moment ago, why exchange traded funds? Well, they're a basket of stocks. You'd avoid the special situations that I put on my Telegram channel. Ignore that if you're not part of the Great Investments Program, you won't know what I'm talking about. If you're partially risk loving, you'll wait to deploy cash, but deploy some on my value, growth, income, cash flow. Uh, consistent outperformers or special situations that I've described on my Telegram channel. Uh, and if you're risk loving, then there you go. You'd buy from my filtered approved list and tactically you'd look for ones which are undervalued. So say a peg below one and low volatility because you don't want to be adding volatility to this environment. Do you? I hope that's all been very helpful uh, to you and, and, and answered all the questions which are on your mind at the moment. 
Uh, have a look at my free campaign for a million.com, which gives you free education on investing, access to my Telegram channel, access to a whole bunch of uh, tools, including uh, some of my free books to download on investing as well. If you don't want to read books, there's little three-minute videos which will bring you up to speed, and there'll be more of these that you can access through following me through that as well. So have a look at that. Thank you. Mm -hmm.